Howdy! This is Legend. I'm Sam. I'm Amy. And we are a podcast about cryptids, urban legends, and the paranormal. Yeah. How's it going? What up? What up? So it's the new year, and I've been February for the listeners, but yeah. I always forget that. Sorry, guys. (laughs) You're going to have to deal with us being a month behind. But my reading goal is going to be 25 books to read this year. Ditto. And you had me download the Goodreads app. Yeah. And I was like amazed to see that the average person's goal was 47 books in a year. Okay, but it's not the average person. It is the average crazy person that is willing to download Goodreads to keep track of their books, which means it is those people that literally every waking moment that they're not doing a job or putting food into their mouth. Actually, no, they can do food and read at the same time. But it's those people say, that literally read every second they can. Every second. Yeah, I don't have time for that. Me I either. really wish I did. I wish I did too. <laughs> that would be amazing. But yeah, I was like, wow, 47. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen in my lifetime. I am amazed that I did 25 last year, but I also was unemployed for over half of the year. So I had a little extra time for reading. We'll see how this that's one also goes. Amazing. Now I have a full time job again and the podcast. Although the full-time job's helping because uh, I got that hour-long lunch and I just sit there and I read the whole time. I always tell myself, so my last couple of lunches I have been reading because I'm really trying to <laughs> cram Aragon Aragon for those <laughs> who are going to say something right now. I say Aragon. I've always said Aragon. I read the series when I was a kid, and that's how I said it. Okay. I'm rereading the series that I loved as a kid. And, but Amy's sister Lindsay recommended a book series that I have not read. And so I'm really excited to get to it. So I'm, I'm appreciating every word Mormon accused, <laughs> Mormon accused me of speed reading like I do charts. And he was like, you're skipping words. I'm like, I'm not. I am digesting every word. I just read fast because he came in and, you know, I'm on the fourth book now. And he was like, you're already a tenth of the way through with it. And he was like, you're not reading every word. And I was like, yes, I am. I swear. He's like, you're not enjoying the book. And I'm like, yes, I am. I swear. I just want to get through it so I can get to Lindsay series but so yeah I have been reading Aragon Aragon on my lunch <laughs> um sometimes when I get towards the end of a book and I already know how it's gonna end sometimes I start speed reading and I'm just like okay just prove me right okay bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> see I refuse to skip words like I I literally read every single word i just can read really fast i do in most books on helter skelter no i skimmed every paragraph i was like screw this i'm done just give me the freaking story <laughs> stop gloating jesus yeah i don't i don't think i could read a book like that although um kill them all and i forget who damn it i forget who the author is but Carl Panzram is, I don't want to say he's, you know, my favorite murderer or whatever, but I find him the most interesting. And so that book is on my book list to read. And I'm scared it's going to be <laughs> like the struggles like I had Helter with Skelter. Helter Skelter. <laughs> yeah. Well, Except for I don't think there'll be any lawyer talk because yeah, this happened a long time ago. Isn't it written... By him is it his autobiography or is I it... have his autobiography too oh, that I'm one? going to read. Yeah, but well, no, Kill Them All is written by somebody else. So I feel like Helter Skelter was so bad was because it wasn't focused on Charles Manson and the family. It was right. focused on the lawyer and his processes, and I don't give a damn. Yeah, but I don't want to read that either. I had to read it because my dad had read it. And it has my grandma's little library stamp in it. And I was like, oh, it's Aww. family. 
Sports family. <laughs> Let me read about <laughs> Charles Manson's yeah. lawyer. So, real quick, what are some books on your to do to read list? Well, I have Lindsay's series on there. Me and you both have Inkart. Yes. Which I'm going series. to feel really funny reading at work because I feel like they're going to be like, wow, are you two? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, when I brought it on the plane, mm-hmm. I was like, people are going to look at this 30 <laughs> something year old woman and be like, wow. But those books are huge. They are huge. But I mean, so is Harry Potter, and I was reading them in elementary school. Yeah, I was going to say I was reading that when I was like seven. But still, I don't care. People can judge. What else? Um, let's see. So yeah, ink hearts on there, and then I'm going to read um the Hunger Game series. Yeah. Amy really wants me to read those. Yeah. And I feel bad because I got pushed back because her sister was like, read these. And I was she's, like, oh, I feel bad. She's way more impatient than me. I can wait. Okay, cool. <laughs> um Let's see. What else do I have on there? Oh, um, The Soul of an Octopus. My mom got me that book for Christmas, and that's on there. I have, like, a bunch of... Oh, The Chronicles of Amber, that big giant book, uh-huh. which I've already read, but I don't remember any of it, so I'm rereading. What about you? Well, before we get to me, you also have all of Sarah's books on there. Yes, I do. Which... Sarah Hobel? Yes. Just so... Everybody knows they if they like romance, they should Which read I them. Do. <laughs> I'm not really that big of a fan of romance, but Sarah is fucking hilarious. Like I knew her in middle school, and God, are there some stories with her? But <laughs> her books take me back to her in middle school just being the funniest person and she's just so good so i advise everybody just like magic you deserve each other Mm -hmm. and twice shy yeah twice shy was the first one i read read them all they're very funny very quick i'm going to yeah so on mine i have another true crime mind hunter which is about the fbi agents that Mm-hmm. term serial killer then i got a lot of random stuff i have the martian chronicles because you want me to read that yeah. i have autumn series by david moody which is uh zombies <laughs> uh then 13 at dinner by agatha christie uh unlubricated by arthur Ooh. narcissian ouch rough <laughs> he uh he writes some very interesting books that I think are kind of on par with like J.D. Salinger style. But anyway, enough about books. I'm so excited for this episode. (laughs) Me too. I actually know what it is this time. Yes. (laughs) When I put this on my list, I was super skeptical. And honestly, I kept uh, ignoring it. (laughs) Because I just didn't think that I would get a whole lot of information. I mean, really what can there be but what i found is fascinating to me at least i'm very exciting <laughs> i'm i am also very exciting but i meant to say i'm very excited <laughs> <laughs> you are very exciting <laughs> Woo! today we're talking about kidney heists we've all heard the cautionary tales about being drugged and waking up without a kidney or two So let's dive in and find out why. Jan Harold Brunvind, a folklorist and author, claims they had originally heard the legend in 1991. In the version, they were told a few friends were out drinking. When one of the friends either leaves with a hopeful one-night stand or just kind of disappears for the night. The next day, the friends discover the victim either in a blood-soaked hotel bed, passed out on the floor, or propped against the side of a building. It isn't until they get the victim to the hospital that they realize they are missing some organs. Interesting. Yeah. I I thought it was in a bathtub full of ice. We'll get there. Oh. Damn it. (laughs) 
Uh, typically, the original versions of the story had the victim losing both kidneys and either dying or ending up on life support, hopeful for a transplant. Wow. Now, that's cool and all, but just because that was the first time Jan could recall hearing the legend doesn't mean that's when it originated. Have you ever heard of the show called Law and Order? No. Dun dun. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> Who hasn't? Everybody on Earth has, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> have you ever watched it? Actually, no. Mm, me either. I have, <laughs> I have not. The few clips I've seen seem really dry. And if I'm going to watch a cop drama, I need it to at least be funny with my drama. So, like, Bones or Psych or Monk, you know, those types. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bones was so good. Bones is so good. <laughs> Maybe I should rewatch that again since I'm, like, fighting myself not to watch Buffy again. Wow. I was considering watching The X-Files again. You just got done with that. I know, but I want to do it again. <laughs> anyway. April 2nd, 1991, Law and Order aired an episode called Sonata for Solo Origin. In the episode, they find someone passed out in a park with a kidney missing. I couldn't watch the episode because it's so freaking old, so these are just details I found on IMBD. Oh. <laughs> so, I don't know if you know this, but Law and Order... <laughs> Law and Order is... Known for taking inspiration straight from newspaper headlines. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I figured that they had some cases based on true cases, but I, guess, I didn't know that it was actually based on newspaper headlines. I guess most of them they find in newspapers. Like, they have an episode based on the Unabomber, Amy Fisher, the Atlanta Child Murders, John Benet Ramsey, just wow. sorts. So... What about this episode? Apparently, the writer for this particular episode had a friend who told him about a crazy story he had read in a newspaper a few years before. But the writer never actually saw the article. So no one knew what he was talking about for a good long while. So did the article actually exist? Well, Snopes.com which I always thought was Snoops, but then I Googled how to pronounce it. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have two O's, so it makes nope. sense. <laughs> uh, and a few other places that I had visited mentioned this story from the UK about a man having a kidney stolen. The story goes that in December 1989, which would have been a couple years before the Law and Order episode, the year before I was born. The year I turned one. <laughs> Kurdish Muslim Ahmet Kok was lured to Britain under the assumption that he was getting a new job. When he arrived at what he thought was a hotel, they took him to a super nice room and told him they had to do a medical check before they could hire him. He received an injection, but claimed that he thought that they were taking his blood, not putting something in. Hmm. Not sure how you'd confuse that, but that's what he said. Me either. The only thing I could really think is some people don't like to watch. Yeah. that. But, I mean, not even, like, glance at the needle before it goes on to see that it has something in it. I mean... He didn't say he was having a panic attack or anything, so <laughs> I always do, but who knows, I guess. I like watching, so. I, I have it. to. I have to, or else I feel like I'm going to pass out. That's I don't know, funny. it's weird. Most people, you know, pass out if they don't look, or if they do look, I mean, which is what you're avoiding know, by I, looking. I just feel like if I'm not watching them, they're going to stick it in too far or something. I don't know. It doesn't hurt or anything, and it doesn't bother me. Like, I don't have anxiety getting my blood drawn, but I just have to watch them. Does it come from your medical training? 
Honestly, I think it's from before then. I think it's just being stuck so many times because Ooh. I only have that one vein that mm-hmm. works. So I think I just have to watch them do it. I don't know. <laughs> Probably having medical training to do it makes me watch them more because I'm like, you're not doing it right. You don't <laughs> fucking break your gloves, idiot. But... <laughs> Sorry. Needless to say, he passed out when he woke up they told him his appendix had been taken out. Three days later, they informed him that they had actually taken his kidney and it had been transplanted to another patient and he would be receiving compensation. Wow, how about they'll be receiving a lawsuit? (laughs) After the investigation began, it turns out that he was a willing participant and that he and several other men had gone to this company to sell their kidneys. Wow. He had just been trying to get them in trouble for some reason. That was kind of unclear. But wow. What? What an asshole. <laughs> yeah. With his testimony, one of the Hunter brothers that was acting as the kidney brokers for the operation was sent did to jail. Say, did you say Hunter? Yeah. With a K. That's... That's still unfortunate. Alrighty. One of the Hunter brothers was sent to jail. Kurdish also received a two-year sentence that was suspended because he testified. Later, it came out that the Hunter brothers had found him because he had actually taken an ad out in a Turkish newspaper offering to sell a kidney. <laughs> wow. He must have been really desperate for money. He must have been. We're real bored. <laughs> now it's really not... like bored. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't know. know. He needs some excitement in his life. Take yeah, my kidney. Let's kidney. see if I live. I know. No. Thrill seeker. <laughs> Must be. Now it's not known for sure if this is where the legend came from, but it's the earliest mention of kidney thievery anyone could find. I so, think safe bet. Yeah. After Law and Order had their episode and the legend really began spreading around, it also evolved a bit. By 1995, the legend ending got a little bit of a makeover to what I believe is probably the most popular version. Instead of being found in bed or an alleyway by his friends, The victim was now alone and woke up in a bathtub filled with ice. Yeah, that's the one I know. Usually there was a note nearby that has an ominous message somewhere along the lines of, if you want to live, call 911, with a cordless landline or a big bulky cell phone sitting next to it. So the hijackers or heisters or whatever they are have a conscience of some sort? Yeah, sure. I mean, in this version, they were only taking one kidney, so they weren't, like, killing the person. They weren't trying to kill somebody. Yeah, they were just trying to get a kidney for free. So, then instead of the idea of it happening anywhere, at any time, it started getting narrowed down to bigger cities. Las Vegas was a big one. Of course, the idea around their particular legend was a businessman looking for a little company at night and either takes someone they meet at a bar or a sex worker up to their hotel room, then bam, they wake up the next morning with a big old cut down their side. I could see why it'd be the city. It's just more people and shady stuff tends to happen. Yeah. Especially in Vegas. (laughs) It also got a little darker and sometimes both kidneys were removed and they either died or end up on life support again. The victim's identity kept evolving and eventually turned into a college student. In 1996, there was a version floating around Texas that involved medical students. This is where things got a bit hectic. There was something going around on the internet claiming to be published by an editor of the Daily Texan. It was a version of the legend pointing a finger at University of Texas claiming their medical students 
were the ones kidnapping and removing kidneys to sell on the black market for 10000 apiece. Was it to pay their tuitions? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> the victim of their particular story ended up in the hospital on life support waiting for a kidney transplant of their very own. The Daily Texan released an article addressing the story in December of 1996. They referred to the email as a harmful joke being played on them and the University of Texas. They had people emailing them with questions about if a donation fund had been set up for the victim and if they could mail a check to help medical costs. Wow. They then go on to debunk the story, saying that there is no med school at the University of Texas. And they talk about how difficult it is for a novice to remove a kidney without killing the victim. Yeah. And then I'm thinking when you're saying that they're removing two of them, pretty sure they'd just die. Yeah, usually. I mean, I think I don't you know need how at least long... one of them. I don't know how long you could live with that one. I mean, maybe if they dropped him off at the hospital immediately after, they could get him on a machine. But I don't know. I don't know how that part works. They ended the article with this, quote, This joke is an assault on the credibility of not only the Texan, but also the university. An assault we don't take lightly. There is absolutely no way to fix the unnecessary bad public relations that this joke has caused the university. Even as false as it is, this piece will be part of many people's image of the university. The proper authorities have been notified we are taking this seriously as we would anything that impunges. <laughs> Is that how you say that word? Impunges? I don't know. How, how do you spell it? I-M-P-U-G-N-S. Impunes? Maybe that's it. Anyway, one of those words. The reputation of the Texan and the University of Texas community. You can help us. If you get the message emailed to you, set the record straight and tell these jokers not to quit their day jobs. <laughs> that last line kills me. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's so helpful. <laughs> so the story continues to evolve. By 1997, versions focus on New Orleans, Houston, and a few other big cities. But they have changed to an exhausted businessman just trying to get a drink before heading up to his hotel room for the night. But then someone slips him one of Bill Cosby's favorite pills and he wakes up the next morning missing part Ooh. of himself. Burn. <laughs> also, it makes sense because, you know, the date rape drug and all of that mm -hmm. is much easier to put into alcohol. That's what it's called. The article that had mentioned it called it Mickey's and I was like, I don't like that word. But then I couldn't I mean, think of what it was actually called. So then I just thought of Bill Cosby. I can't remember what the the drug's name is. I can't think of it for some reason. Me either. That's why Bill Cosby. So we are working on building sympathy now for the victim. Instead of it being a big, bad businessman cheating on his wife in Vegas, we have an unsuspecting victim far from home and all alone. New Orleans police made a website denouncing the rumors of a highly organized kidney-snatching crime ring operating in the city. They said it's, quote, completely without merit and without foundation. They included Lieutenant Marlon DeFilo's contact information in case anyone had any info about where the rumor was coming from or if they actually had evidence of kidney theft. As far as I know, no one ever contacted him with evidence. 1997 wasn't done with the legend, however. An email started traveling around called Travelers Beware. It told the story of a person out traveling and getting abducted by an organized crime ring that steals their kidneys. By this point, the legend was very popular. It was known throughout the U.S. and other parts of the world. The National Kidney Foundation was getting annoyed. People already have a fear and distrust about the medical system, let alone the process of organ transplantation. They started asking, 
for any victims or anyone with info about potential victims to step forward and contact them. It's no surprise that yet again, no one came out with a real story. That's oddly enough, not the only time they've had to come out against a rumor. A while back, there was a rumor out about soda can tabs. It was said that if you brought the tabs to a hospital, they would trade them for time on a kidney dialysis machine. Which what? Is, <laughs> is actually another urban legend I think I would like to make an episode about. It seems like it got a little weird. <laughs> Where did that start? I don't know. You're going to have to listen to a future episode to find out. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, Delaware Transplant Program also started urging people to come forward with any info. They also didn't get any replies. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, it's like it's not even happening. (laughs) It was thought that the kidney legend came from another legend that tried to get around in the late 80s about corneas and other internal organs being stolen from children in third world countries to sell to rich americans doesn't this kind of remind you of the black ambulance legend okay that's so funny you say that because i was gonna say the email reminds me of the chain letters i know i i actually so i went to remember how i had come across that like um archive of chain letters yes and i went back and i was trying to see if maybe they had included this one in the um email portion but the website's not working anymore wow yeah i gave you I got just lucky. enough time to do the chain yeah. letters yeah lucky good. to find it when i did back to the black ambulance maybe they're all connected and just an evolution to keep people scared. I could see it. Obviously, with the amount of people that got hurt in the past decade over the Black Ambulance story, I'd say that the new evolution doesn't cancel out the old. Mm-mm. If anyone is listening right now and have no idea what a Black Ambulance is or what it has to do with anything, you should go check out our 43rd episode. It has vampires, nuns, child abductions, and of course, black ambulances. (laughs) (laughs) Want to know something that's going to give you the heebie-jeebies? Of course. Okay. In 1998, three surgeons and seven others were arrested in Padesh, India, at a Medicare center for stealing kidneys. So this is true. In 1998, after like the email and everything. Mm-hmm. They would track down unemployed men and promise them a job. A stipulation of getting the job, though, was they had to have a medical exam, kind of like that other story. Right. During the medical exam, the doctor would tell them they had something minor wrong with them that could be fixed with a surgery that the prospective job would pay for. While they had the guy in surgery, they would steal his kidney. That's terrifying. To further your heebie-jeebies, in 2008, several people were arrested in Gurgaon, India, with a similar scheme, but they estimated around 500 people had been brought in, including day laborers and impoverished farmers. That's rude, Fitbit. I was like, is that me? I was like, no. (laughs) Four doctors, five nurses. 20 paramedics, three private hospitals, 10 pathology clinics, and five diagnostic centers were involved in this criminal operation. Oh, operation. (laughs) There might be more recent activity, but I'm just going to be honest here. With starting my new job this week, I had to do some quick research, and I really had to pick and choose what I go after. (laughs) (laughs) right speaking of choosing now we're getting to the part i'm most excited to talk about so it's no surprise to sam and others that know me that if i had the discipline and the ability to spend a big portion of my life in school i would have probably done something in the medical field i love the human body and it's all gross insides 
That I sounds a little serial killery, funny. but <laughs> you know, now that you say it, I think I would have liked being a surgeon. The first page I followed on TikTok was, well, Bill Nye, but second was the Institute of Human Anatomy. And the first night I had it, I watched as many videos of theirs as I could. I could never. And and I work in the medical field, but I could never. There's no blood on them because they're cadavers that have been donated and dissected and drained. And they're just showing you like the different muscles. And oh, so you want to be an autopsy tech no i like all the blood and stuff but the uh anatomy is also oh i follow me oh okay i follow them by the way on tiktok too no that doesn't bother me i'm talking about like actual surgery Mm -hmm. when i I went to get my carpal and cubital tunnel surgeries i watched so many videos of people having it done ask sam i tried to get her to watch them she would have ralphed (laughs) (laughs) Yep. My mom, when she had her elbow and shoulder surgery and her wrist surgery, tried to get me to watch the animated videos. (laughs) The animated ones? And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. That's so funny. Well, anyway, I wanted to talk about how kidney removal surgery is performed. If you want to know, there's a lot of uh, videos on YouTube about it. There's even like an hour long one that goes over every single little cut. I didn't have time to watch it all, but I did skip around on it. But in our sources, there is an animated one (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't even look like a surgery. So I think it'd be safe if you wanted to watch it. But anyway, nowadays, the surgery is usually performed laparoscopically. If you don't know what that means, it's when they do surgery inside you through a series of small incisions. It's a lot less intrusive than what's called an open surgery, where they cut a big hole and dig right in, and recovery time is cut in half. Yes, I had laparoscopic surgery for my gallbladder. Yeah, which is dope, because they like they took it out of my belly button. Roll it up and pull it out. (laughs) So nice. Yep. The surgery is called nephrectomy. Let's Mm -hmm. say they're taking out your left kidney. First, they dissect and mobilize the colon and spleen to get them out of the freaking way. Then they clamp down and divide the left adrenal vein, left lumbar vein, left gonadal vein, and left ureter. 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 It's ureter. I think it's either or. Well, in the video, it was ureter. I say ureter, but I've heard other doctors say ureter. (laughs) (laughs) we're so weird uh they will also divide the renal arteries and your left renal vein all of this is very important and should be done really well or you can bleed out which is another reason that i don't think people are just doing this all willy-nilly i would hope not in the (laughs) first place Then, after they do all that, they can remove the kidney through your little tiny incisions. If the kidney is to be donated for transplant, they have to keep it on ice till time for the implantation. You have to keep them on ice to slow down the process of the cells dying. If it has a ways to travel, they'll put it in a special box and tightly pack it with dry ice. So... One question that's been on my mind about the whole waking up in a tub of ice is why? (laughs) I was going to ask you that too, but I was like, I bet she's going to explain it. After having an organ removed, your body doesn't need to be chilled. The organ does. So I don't understand why they put the whole freaking body in a tub of ice other than for dramatics. But I couldn't find anything saying why it would be necessary because it wouldn't be sad day i'm wondering maybe it's to like constrict your blood vessels so you don't bleed Mm, out that's a possibility in case i still think that you would yeah just maybe slower maybe (laughs) while we're on the topic of kidney donation i wanted to talk to you about kidney disease I don't necessarily want to make this into a giant PSA, but... Yeah, you do. 
<laughs> I'm here for it. Do you know that's the muffin man? Sometimes. Sorry. But then I eat him. If he's blueberry or chocolate chip. <laughs> anyway, do you know that 37 million Americans have kidney disease? I did not. Nearly 810,000 of them are living with kidney failure. Honestly, that does not surprise me from what I see. (laughs) Well, I guess you do do a bunch of medical crap and you see what people are suffering from all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, about one in seven American adults are affected by kidney disease. You are at a greater risk if you're a person of color, have diabetes, or hypertension. The American Kidney Fund has a lot more of those disturbing facts if you want to find out more. They are also a great place to help you donate a kidney. I really want to, but for one, I have hypertension. And two, just in case one of my parents need a kidney, I'm going to hang on to them for a little bit. (laughs) I do have a link for the American Kidney Fund in our sources, and I also have a link to register to donate your organs when you die. I signed up for it just to be doubly sure because I already have it on my license, but I really want someone to get an organ or two of mine. Yep, I am an organ donor also. If you are like me and want to help people any way you can but can't give up a kidney... There is a wonderful organization called Be The Match that is helping people diagnosed with blood cancers like leukemia. If you sign up with them, they'll send you a DNA kit. You'll swab your cheeks and send it back to them, and they get your info on file so that you can be called upon to donate bone marrow when someone matches with you. Didn't you do that? I signed up last year, but I haven't been matched yet, but I'm very hopeful. They say that if your tissue type is uncommon, you may never match with someone, or Mm. you might be the only one to match with someone out of 39 million others. So, fingers crossed. (laughs) Are you a rare? I don't know. Rare type? I don't think they actually tell you. Oh, okay. Or maybe they do, and I just haven't been able to figure it out. (laughs) But I do get emails and stuff from them consistently just reminding me that I'm still on their their list. So uh I have also provided their link in our sources. Also, don't forget that you can always give blood to help out too. I haven't yep. done that since moving to Oregon, but this is the year. My husband has uh O type blood. Oh I don't remember so if it's negative. His. So he is always donating his blood anytime that there's an event, which is something that I very greatly admire about him. That's pretty good. At one of my old places of work, (laughs) uh, they used to actually bring in um, the Red Cross every few months and I would donate through them. But I haven't worked for a place that cool since, so... I need to donate blood. I haven't, but I was also banned from donating blood for 10 years after moving from Italy because of mad cow disease. Oh, yeah. Same with my dad. But yeah, I haven't donated after it's been over 10 years now. I really need to do that. I donated in high school all the time, and usually I was totally fine. And then there was one time and Matt and I were dating and we both gave blood, and then afterwards, I was, like, so close to passing out. I, like, went in the bathroom and sat by the toilet, and he was all in there with me, and it was oh. just, it was weird. But that's the only time. All the other times, it goes really fast because of my fun high blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll fill these bags for you. <laughs> um, Before we leave the topic of transplants, there is one more thing I wanted to tell you about. The World Health Organization released a guiding principles on human cell tissue and organ transplantation that I'm going to sum up for you. So, they're called guiding principles. So, number one, 
consent. Even if you're dead, you had to have given consent before they can touch you. Number two, physicians that determine death should not be involved in cell, tissue, or organ removal. Number three, living donors should be connected to the receiver of the donation, whether it be genetically, legally, or emotionally. Super consent is needed. Double, triple, quadruple check. Number four, no living minors unless it is the only option. Number five, absolutely no payment or reward should be given. Number six, asking publicly for a donor is okay, but still no payment. In case you don't understand, no payment. Number seven, if payment, coercion, or exploitation is used, physicians and insurance better tell them no. You know. Wow, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Number eight, healthcare facilities and professionals cannot receive extra payment or incentives. Number nine, donations should meet clinical criteria and be received ethically. So no kidney heisting. No, none of that. Number 10, don't transplant if it's going to hurt either participant. That just seems like the logical (laughs) decision. Number 11. Don't be shady and don't give out patient information. Yes, that's breaking yeah. HIPAA. <laughs> Lastly, I want you to know about a few, few pop culture references to this legend. Can I name one first before you name one? What? Urban legend. <laughs> yeah. In addition to urban legend, it also has its 2000 sequel. It's mentioned. The cops ignore it, apparently. But we have a movie in 1993 called Harvest. In 1998, there's a rock band called Kidney Heist. Wow. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 2001, Jay and Silent Bob movie. 2002, Dirty Pretty Things movie. 2004, an episode of Venture Bros. 2004, also Saw. 2006, an episode of Scrubs called My Lunch. Episode... My Lunch. (laughs) I I don't... kidneys for lunch? He is not eating the kidneys, no. (laughs) 2006 also has an episode of Nip Tuck, which I totally forgot was ever a thing. Oh, I can never forget Nip Tuck. Did you watch it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never seen it. It just seems... I only watched the first... I, I watched a few seasons. Huh? Um, When Katie and I lived together, she had me watch it because Julian McMahon is in it from Charmed. Oh. Because he was my favorite person on Charmed. Like, I thought he was super hot, so she had me watch Nip Tuck. That is very interesting, and I, now that you say that, yeah, I I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're not done yet, though. 2010, Iron Man 2 apparently referenced it. And 2011, a movie called Trespass, and most recently that I saw a season the first season of jessica jones there's someone stealing kidneys the whole season honestly i feel like that's not even a quarter of probably not how many times it's been mentioned in things one of the sources had these all lined out for me i didn't mention a couple of them and so you know just wanted to share with everyone in case they really wanted to get in on it I'm kind of interested about the rock band. I actually am too. (laughs) But anyway, 
that's the episode. So I really liked this one. The entire idea that someone is doing this super intense surgery all willy-nilly on drugged people is crazy to me. Not only is it very easy to kill someone if you don't get all those veins and arteries taken care of, but think about it. To get the kidney on legit transplant lists, it has to be registered. If it's not, then they sell it on the black market and the person that receives it goes to a doctor later in life and the doctor figures out that they have an unregistered kidney in their body. It's going to raise all sorts of questions. Mm-hmm. I was thinking too, so to transport the kidney from the person that you took it from, to the person and then to go to a doctor who doesn't realize that this is a hijacked kidney or someone that's in on it i guess yeah well the kidney's gonna die well before it gets into somebody's body if they pack it with dry ice it has a pretty substantial life true they have to like pack it perfectly and the the containers are so big that they have to put um organs in for transport that like there's no sneaking around with that thing (laughs) (laughs) i was also thinking too well maybe the kidney heister is just a kidney eating cannibal maybe they just want to eat kidney (laughs) it's their delicacy i didn't even think of that wasn't that um cannibal lectors like thing right you like the kidneys with some beans or something? Not to get off subject, but it's kind of on subject. You need to watch the movie Fresh. Okay. What I is it? Think it's a scary movie, kind of. It didn't scare me at all, but it's about a cannibal. And it actually made me laugh. Like, <laughs> he's, he's insane. I love it. My sister had me watch it, and it was really, really, really good interesting it was different than i expected because she was like oh it's scary it's not really scary but it's really good i and i actually think you would like it well matt and i were planning a movie night tomorrow so maybe that'll be it you i'm not kidding i think you'd really like (laughs) that movie it's funny and and it's not scary but i mean to some people i could see how it would be but Mm. it's not yeah, it probably won't be to me. Cause... But there's funny parts in it where you're just like, what is happening? <laughs> Back on the off topic before that off topic. Sorry. Hannibal Lecter. The movie. The mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. Did you know the only time that anyone has given me the opportunity to watch that movie was with you and I fucking passed out? <laughs> I did I don't even remember. <laughs> it was at Nick's and we had just oh. watched 23, which I was like, 23. I was like, wow. And then immediately after we put in uh Silence of the Lambs, and I was like, yeah, I'm finally gonna watch it. And then I died. <laughs> I just I don't even remember the opening scene. <laughs> was it late? I remember watching 23. Yeah. We were laying on the floor with your kittens. Oh. <laughs> Did we have, were we drinking those peach schnapps or whatever? Were you drunk? No, I, I wasn't drunk. I remember that we tried, like you had had a little Bacardi and I had a little bit of the butterscotch. Oh, it was butterscotch, not But peach. I definitely wasn't drunk or anything like that. I don't think I was either. No, I didn't really I think it was just late and I was really tired. Well, yeah, we were doing a lot. Yeah. I learned how to drive stick that yeah. way. <laughs> I could take you around places. It was great. I did pretty good. Yeah. And then I learned shortly after. <laughs> uh, so anyway, what would you rate it on the weird shit meter I mean, it's weird, but I feel like... Mm, I'm going to go with a three. Interesting. Because it's weird to me, but it's not like, 
bizarro weird. Okay. So this is my thinking. I'm going to put it at a seven. Wow. Because I know it seems super typical and not like weird at all. But I feel like that's because we've known about it the majority of our life. Very true. And if we had never heard it and then we're just now hearing about it, we'd be like, what the fuck is going on in this world? I think that's it, too, is that I hear it so much in in pop culture references. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's in so much. It's just like, oh, my gosh, it'd be original. But that's my thinking. And I just it's one of like my favorites. One of my favorite urban legends. It is know. definitely a favorite. It's yeah. it's that staple. Yeah. Yeah, I like staple urban legends. You know, like Bloody yeah. Mary and Hookman. Hookman. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think? Had you heard about this legend? Ever heard of someone actually having it happen to them? Are you inspired to go out and donate some part of your body? Please tell us. Also, while you're at it, tell us about the time you were facing an apocalyptic event with a bunch of teenage girls, but you decided to do the wrong thing that got a few of them killed, so they turned against you and kicked you out of your own home. Or tell us about the time you got set up with a psychiatrist that was supposed to help you with your shy, inverted nature, and then and the fact that you saw dead people. But... Then it turns out you helped them discover that they were dead and come to terms with what had happened to them. Or you can tell us about the time you had a heart attack because your washing machine started bouncing around loudly after you went to bed. Wow. I love it. I love that last one. You can do that by emailing us directly at thisislegendpod at gmail.com or... You can go to our website and we have a handy dandy form on there that you can fill out at thisislegendpod.com. Also follow us on our Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at thisislegendpod. Keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. But most of all, keep it legendary. Bye. Goodbye.